Hello and welcome to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Join us bi-weekly as alongside of you, we work toward answering the call, knowing that stepping into our destiny always involves going into the unknown and exploring new landscapes. This show talks about those new landscapes, what it took to get there, and the real challenges that take place for most of us along the journey. Heroines don't stay in their comfort zone. They follow their inner guidance to grow and evolve. From the School for Real Life Heroines, your host, Susanna Liller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of the podcast for Real Life Heroines, where I get to interview real life heroines about their journey, about what called them to do something greater in their lives that maybe they never expected they would do and how that happened and what they learned from it and what the challenges were. And so I am so very pleased to have my guest today be Sarah Lyman. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me, Susanna. So great to be here. My pleasure. And Sarah is in Virgins, Vermont. I pronounced yes. it correctly. And we just had a discussion about how that's in the Champlain Valley, which is why she, even though she's higher up, or maybe she's not higher up, but at any rate, it's warmer <laughs> there right now than it is this morning in Maine. In Maine, we've been having a frost. So let me tell you a bit about Sarah before she and I get to talking. She likes, this is such a different mindset, what she's going to give us about her topic, her career, um, that I just can't wait to share it with you. So she likes to call herself a marriage alumni, <laughs> though some folks use the term divorcee. Now, of course, Sarah, divorcee kind of sounds kind of sexy, but I do like marriage mm -hmm. alumni. And I think all of you know um, from other interviews <clears throat> that I have done, um, I'm a divorcee marriage alumni as well. Her business she has founded is called Purple Couch to reduce the confusion, the loneliness and stigma around divorce. Applying her background in communications and design, Sarah has filmed informational videos with experts in law, finance, taxes, and mental health, and woven their advice into an online course called Fresh Start. I'm gonna let her tell you in a minute why she called it Purple Couch. But the other thing she loves to do, let me just tell you that, scuba diving, choral singing, traveling, hiking, and she has been like a true heroine. She has been trying new things recently, like watercolor painting. So welcome, Sarah. I am really pleased that you're here with us. Great to be here, Susanna. And thank you. And thanks for the work you do as well. This is so oh. exciting to learn about all the other journeys that are out there and how none of us, no matter where we're at in our journey, are really alone or have to figure it out ourselves. I think that's the message that I got from your work. So thank you. But Sarah, so that's why I think I was so attracted to you when I heard your story. And 
again, this is why it is so important for us to share our stories so we know what we're doing and how we're helping. And um, so your story is about gathering people who have been divorced and helping them see it with a different mindset. Explain why you called your business Purple Couch, please. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of an unusual business name. Um, so when I was getting divorced, it was my first marriage and therefore my first divorce. I did not know what I was doing confused, lonely. Um, and we'll talk more, I think, about what what my experience was and, and what I'm trying to do for others. But fast forward, I was moving out of my marital home, which always sounds weird to say it like that, and getting an apartment of my own. And I had no furniture. So I'm scrolling, you know, like you do, scrolling through the options online, trying to pick a color that I liked and a style that I liked. And I realized that no one else needed input on this furniture. I could pick the one that I wanted. So I got a beautiful velour purple couch. And that's that's why I named my business that. It's the moment for me when I realized um, that I was starting to turn my attention forward instead of back. So instead of failed marriage, I started to think about it as a fresh start. And right. that was just transformative for me. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, for me, I, when I heard that story, I really connected because I remember leaving my marital home and going not too far away with the children to an apartment. And somebody said, boy, you really ought to paint the walls in here. And I thought the same thing. I could mm -hmm. paint them whatever color. I didn't have to check in with anybody. It wouldn't be judged or criticized. So, yeah, yeah, it's quite a moment. So, we have we we talked about how on the heroine's journey you get a call, and the call is either within you or outside of you. It comes as a hey, you have to make a change. It's time to do something. It, and it can be all different kinds of things. And we talked about how my divorce was internal. I realized I had to do something. This was not a good situation. Yours came at you from outside. And, and do you want to say whatever you're comfortable saying about that? And, and I bet people listening are thinking, I wonder how long she's been divorced and when did that happen and how long was she married? Could you just give us a few details? Yeah, so I had been married. Uh, we were together for about 15 years, but married for nine, almost nine of those. Um, and <clears throat> the story I was telling myself was that I was in a happy relationship. I was looking forward to many more years with this person. Um, but as it turns out, he had he was telling himself a very different story. Um, and the way that manifested is that he was he was working away um, most summers and would come back and, uh, you know, be home for a long weekend or something like that one of those weekends, he came home and told me he didn't love me anymore and wanted a divorce and and then went back to work. Um, and as it turns out, had fallen in love with someone else. So for, for me, that was like someone pulling a pin on a grenade, dropping it and running. Right. But for him, 
And I learned I a lot of this comes through processing afterwards. This is not the story I told my friends that weekend. Um, but I the story that he was telling himself is that he'd been unhappy for a long time and had finally, you know, perhaps this person was the catalyst, but had finally come to realize that he didn't want to be part of this relationship anymore and wanted to leave. And I think that that story is pretty common that one person comes to it. One person is completely thrown out of the blue, but the other person has been thinking about it for a while. And so it seems very discordant. Um, and part of that is about communication. And I'm sure therapists have a lot, you know, especially couples therapists have a lot to say about that. But for me, um, that was quite jarring. And as you said, it, it felt like an externality, like suddenly I'm thrown into this situation. Um, and it actually, it has taken quite a lot of reflection to say, to see it from his perspective and see that I was part of the relationship as well. And I probably wasn't, probably wasn't perfect. I doubtful, but possible that I wasn't perfect. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so just curious so you must did you go to a therapist and help get help processing what had happened uh, yes after the divorce and it happened very suddenly he was as you might imagine very ready to get the paperwork over and done with mm -hmm. uh i was as well once i'd come to terms with it so we got we, the paperwork we didn't have a lot to squabble about we didn't it worked pretty quickly um so yeah after after a couple months um that was behind us. And yeah, I did. I went to a, a therapist. And quite frankly, the only reason I went is because my colleague um, told me that it was covered by our health insurance. <laughs> and that's a whole nother can of worms that, you know, the mental health, the healthcare in general, mental health specifically, um, and the accessibility of it is just it's not accessible in this country. It's an absolute disaster. And um, that's a whole nother piece of it. Besides the stigma around mental health is also the accessibility of it. But I was very fortunate and I did. Uh, I did have access to a really amazing therapist and she really helped me. And it was the first time I'd ever been to therapy. And I realized, oh, this is something we all benefit from wherever we are in life. Doesn't have to be a crisis catalyst <laughs> to make you do it. But it was and, the same for me. The first time mm. I ever went was yeah, and so I'm I'm wondering, and I and we'll talk more about the the shift that you were able to bring to this and how you look at it and and again it's interesting for me because I was a divorce mediator and had to mm. divorce um, I had to mediate couples who were divorcing to come up with an agreement so I'm so used to that um, way of dealing with a divorce my own divorce was um I was embarrassed by it I felt like I had failed um mm. so all of that for me but you came to a different place with it and I'm wondering if I'm hoping you can explain how that happened yeah um you're talking about the starting of my business so. well and your sister so uh, yeah. So yeah, I did fast forward through some of the important details of that. So that, that period of time when, um, my husband told me, as I get, again, from my perspective, very suddenly told me he was not happy in our relationship and he left. Um, 
within the two week period, my sister had found out uh, she was pregnant with her third child um, and also was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she and I are very, were very close and that made us very bonded. Um, and I realized even in the moment, um, how useful, and this is going to sound very crass, but it was actually really helpful for me to have her struggles and crisis to focus on, to get myself out of my own head and, and think about it from her perspective and what can I do to help her. And um, I started spending a lot of time with her and her family, you know, driving her to chemotherapy appointments, things like that. And I think she probably had a similar situation where she was in this pretty big medical crisis and her sister was going through this emotional crisis and she was able to get out of her head and support me. And she, you know, so this cross support, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, oh, I can't have a problem because you have a problem. It was like, no, we, we're going to normalize the fact that we're both in this really rough spot and we're going to help each other. And we, we literally just took turns complaining and consoling. And it was, um, it really drew, drew us even closer. Wow. Took turns complaining and consoling. And yeah. And so again, the, the need to talk about this and to have support and not stigmatize it and want to just hide it and put on a happy face. And so mm -hmm. this experience, and then that with your sister, you told me kind of took you out of being, well, you said a pity party. <laughs> yeah. And so, so yeah, how did the business come about? Cause there you are being kind of thrown this curveball. You made, so I would say your call was the, the ringing of the bell that he said, I'm out of here. But then you made a decision, a conscious decision I'm not going to be, you know, have this people pity me and, and be the victim. And so how did that happen? How did you get to turn that around? Well, it's, I love the way you say that, Susanna, you're very um, kind. And of course it wasn't that simple. I was a hot I, mess. <laughs> it was a lot of crying, a lot of anger, a lot of, you know, um, I said not nice things about that situation and the people in it. Um, so I like your version better where we fast forward past my, my all, of, all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said not, not nice things too. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Oh God. But you know, so if any of your listeners have been divorced or maybe they're going through it, they, they are probably familiar with the the community support around divorce is i think individuals have a really good intention but it's not um it's it's not universal and it's not universally useful and helpful so every person has a different perspective on divorce um whether they've been through it or not they may have a set of judgments around it they may say things like screw that guy and burn his clothes in the driveway, which was one of the advices I was given. Um, I didn't do that. That that one I, I didn't do. Um, and then there's the, you know, you need to forgive him and make it right. And then there's everything in the middle. And 
I think hearing all this, so I started to um, talk with a few other folks who had been through divorce and they're like, it sucks. There's not enough, there's not enough conversation, as you said. Um, there's a lot of stigma around it. And I felt very shameful. Like I didn't really want to, it's not the thing you bring up at cocktail parties. Like, oh, you're divorced. Hmm. You know, actually, I find that I get one of three reactions when I tell people this. I hear my condolences. Okay. That usually leads to a very sad <laughs> part of the conversation. Or people say congratulations, which is both and. And then there's the awkward silence and people don't know what to say to you. And that's the part I would like to work on in my business is how to help each other. What do you say? What do you do? Is it the, because the awkwardness comes from, as I said, the stigma around divorce, this, this feeling that we failed at something. Um, anyway, so that's my soapbox on that. The, the origin of the business, I think, or of the idea, which is turning into a business. So I was at my now, let me see if I can get all the pronouns right, at my now former stepdaughter's graduation. She's fabulous. Um, my ex oh, and Sarah, we should we should bring that up because I bet people are wondering if you and your ex-husband had children because that adds such a whole it's new It's a dimension. huge set of right. complexity to a separation, absolutely. So he had a daughter from his first marriage. Um I was number 2, second marriage, and we did not have any children together, but I co-parented um with this girl's two parents. Um she's fantastic. I adore her. We still have a relationship today. Um, her college graduation was not long after our separation, our divorce, her, my, her father's and my divorce. So anyway, we do the, we do what blended families do. You just suck it up and you, everybody go to the thing and we try and make it okay and make it about her and not about us and all of our drama, like set that aside. Um, and at one point I'm talking with her mother, her mother's mother, so grandma, and the grandma on the other side, so my former mother-in-law, we're all in the car together driving to one of the ceremonies. And in that car, we had three people who had gone through a divorce and one person who uh, had, um, uh, who was a widow. And so the amount of, um, support system just in that one car was incredible and these are these are women that are in this weird blended family and it's very awkward for everybody and we started to realize that there needs to be more community support around divorce and what would that look like well it would mean you know you lose you lose half your friends sometimes you lose all your friends depending on how this all sugars out um, you have a financial loss no matter what the situation is, you're financially not at the same level as you were in a combined financial household. Definitely, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. And you're in this emotional state. And so all of these factors, like where is the support around this? And we even started to talk about what that would look like, you know, setting up social events for people who have been divorced, not a dating thing, but just like a socializing thing, which I am I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but we are, I, we're doing this. We yes. are throwing divorce party in Burlington in a couple of right. weeks. And I'm hoping it's going to be the first of many, but the idea is to 
I keep saying destigmatize this topic, get together into a, just a super informal cocktail party where it's okay to talk about your divorce. It's okay to be happy about your divorce. It's okay to be sad about your divorce, whatever it is, bring it forward. And this is a commonality that everyone at this party will have, will have together. So that was the origin of the business is like these extraordinary women sharing their experiences and realizing like, why is it this, why do we have to come together in this moment? Why can't this be a more um, accepted way to, to talk about it? What's all right. So sharing stories, so helpful sharing stories about a topic that people don't normally talk about. Um, but again, I'm, and I guess maybe it's because of my background of working with within the divorce system as a court mediator and, you know, the pounding out an agreement and having the lawyers and people being so upset and having a button that you push under the table in case it gets really out of control. And so that's my thing. Is but that true? Can I pause you for a second? Did you really have a button under the table? Oh my absolutely. Goodness. Absolutely. Oh. And did I ever use it? I don't think so. But people came close um, because it just was, it was like, talk about the grenade. You know, they were lobbing grenades at each other often. So so you are doing something that's really changing the, the atmosphere around that. And um, I think that that's, it's brilliant. And so explain, if you would, the experts that you, you have put on your online course and, and maybe a little bit why you chose those people. Yeah, I realized early on that I wasn't an expert in legal matters, financial matters, tax, mental health. I'm an expert in none of those things. Um, but I, I, as you mentioned in the introduction, I do have a background in communications. And so what I could do is amplify those voices and sort of weave them together. So I interviewed a person in each of those fields and they're incredible. Uh, they're just extraordinary. They have like you, decades of experience in law or collaborative collaborative um, divorce in, in particular, which is a really interesting model. Um, mediation, uh, mental health, co-parenting. I have a child psychologist that I interviewed, Paul Foxman. Um, Tabitha Moore is a couples and family therapist. Nancy Smith is the collaborative uh, divorce attorney. Uh, and Amanda Peden who's a financial planner and who works specifically with couples or people going through a divorce. And I have a tax preparer because um, Carrie is, she's amazing. She's like, oh, this is, you need to know about these things and tell your tax preparer because this is just a reality of the financial decisions that you're making. So hearing them talk, like, you almost can look at divorce as this like multifaceted prism, right? And they're each looking at it from this angle and this angle and this angle and hearing all this advice together. It's like, why, where, where was this when I was getting divorced? I could have used some of this before I made some of the decisions, said the things I said, did some of the things I did. Um, and I just would love for other folks. And it's not so much, you need to do this. It's like, here, 
here are the options. Some, I didn't realize you don't have to go to court. It doesn't have to be World War III with your soon-to-be ex-partner. There's options. That may be the right option for you, but what about do-it-yourself and collaborative divorce and using a mediator? And so um, same with the finances, same with the taxes and the mental health. Oh my goodness, I'm still learning. That is a huge um, area of potential uh, you know, knowledge, but also implementation, I think, is in the mental health sphere. You know, and I would say, as hard as it was for me, I learned just by somebody saying, you should do this and you should do this. And, you know, it. I didn't have what you have created. Um, but for me, too, and I think you would say the same, I grew so much by going through all that, you know, yes. all those challenges. I learned <laughs> a lot. And, yeah, so... I'm wondering what are people saying that that go through your core? What's the response been? It's been overwhelmingly positive. I'm I'm really proud of the work that this business is doing. The professionals again, I really see myself as a facilitator, um, and they just are offering just extraordinary advice. And I think well, one of the things that one of the things that I that separates this divorce resource from all the other divorce resources out there. Because I think if anyone's going through divorce right now, if you Google divorce in your whatever your state is, uh, you're gonna be instantly overwhelmed. There's gonna be millions of hits. There'll be contradictory information. <clears throat> um, and there'll be from all these different like siloed professions. What I, as I said, I'm weaving together these experts and I'm adding my own personal experience and the stories of other folks in it, which as, as you have shared with your audience many times, this, the storytelling is very important mm -hmm. to understand, to normalizing and understanding the variety of experiences that are out there. And it's not all doom and gloom. I try to like Trojan horse, a little positivity in there. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a Burlington, uh, Burlington, Vermont uh, writer and author who has a divorce bingo. I, I mean, it's just, it's why, why are we not allowed to have a little fun, right? Just a little fun. Kimberly Harrington, she's amazing. Um, and I have a divorce playlist on Spotify, you know? So these are the things like that people comment you, to go back to how is it being received? I think those are the things that people comment on. Wow, I didn't realize all the things I didn't know about divorce. And thank you for adding a little levity here right. and there because it makes it slightly more palatable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, so what I love you said in my notes, you know, definitely you're wanting to destigmatize it. And you want to be able to people to talk about it and and mm. share their stories. But the other thing is you're really getting them to do a mindset change about it and to accept the fact that, well, it's what you said at the beginning when you were talking about choosing the couch. You said, it's the first time I stopped looking backwards and started looking forwards. And another comment you made to me 
when we were talking and it's I so believe in this was that yes you get plummeted into the unknown by divorce because you've even if you've been divorced before it's everyone is different right but as you said to me the unknown is a blank slate and you get to write on it and Sarah you are just writing great stuff on your <laughs> really having a party oh my gosh and we should just say it's in Burlington there's going to be a DJ and cocktails and and it's on what October 22nd 7th yep and some of your um pros your divorce pros and your we should also say your online course is called Fresh Start yes. and this is going to be in the show notes but let's just say how did how do they somebody's watching this how do I find that course yeah well my it's the website so I'll go to the website which is purplecouch.com and it's purple without the e uh for no other good reason than with the e was taken on <laughs> go daddy so p-u-r-p-l couch.com and you can read about the course i actually have another course which is super laser focused on finances as well so that's a very um, focused course and fresh start is the one that weaves together all of these all these pros i i got uh, interviewed by a reporter here in Burlington, um, and we had a wonderful conversation. They wrote an article in the, the paper here called Seven Days, and he called me in in the paper. He called me um, a Nick Fury of divorce with my team of Avengers, which I think might be the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> so I have to admit, and even though I have watched the Avengers. I, I couldn't place Nick Fury. And so I had to look him up. <laughs> Will you explain? So he's the Samuel Jackson character who's the leader. Yeah, well, he's the facilitator. Like he connects all these professionals, <laughs> these superheroes, uh, which is exactly how I feel about the folks who are participating in my course. They are superheroes in, in their fields. Um, so yeah, best compliment ever. And I think it's a great position to be in to, as I said, um, elevate and amplify these voices around me. Um, and there are folks, you asked how I chose them. They, this is the beauty of being in a small state, quite frankly, is we have a, a strong and very supportive network of professionals. So as soon as you put the word out, oh, you need to talk to so-and-so and this person and da, 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 um, and of course, all of these folks share this a similar mindset that, you know, adversarial divorce isn't a requirement. It may be the only option in certain situations, but it's not the it's not the only option for everyone. And so, um, bringing everyone along to the same page of how can we make this as um, equitable for both parties, make it tolerable for the children, any children that are in the mix, um, so that everyone can move forward and, and feel like they did, they were, they did their best, um, and not have a lot of regret about the process, you know, the marriage, that's separate, but the process of divorce can leave a lot of people with a bitter taste in their mouth, and that's something that takes a long time to get, get over and get through, 
Yeah, I, I just, head, you know, <laughs> well, I just keep comparing. And um, I just think that, you know, in that those rooms that were always in the courthouse, and you get the couple and, and you'd get the each of their lawyers and, and sometimes it was great. And it was fine. And all worked out well, that was tend to be rare, I think, but, you know, it just sets up a there's no humor hardly it just sets up an environment that um is not healthy and then as you know the emotions rise it gets worse and and worse and i just think it's not helpful it it escalates instead of you know let's think about this let's ratchet things down and then your brain it's not the survival fight or flight brain it's more you're coming at it from a different place which i think is so much of what you're about and and i bet you're going to keep finding other ways to get people to relax around it and figure out a different path than the escalating you know angry path yeah yeah I'm wondering, I, I remember I asked you this question um, because one of the things that we talk about in mediation and conflict resolution is the apology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, is it a benefit that somebody actually apologizes or does it really not help? And do you remember what you said? I thought you said such a wise thing to me. Yeah, I wish I, I, I... I would love to speak as if I were a mental health counselor and say yes or no, you need the apology, you don't need the apology, but I will release myself from the burden of that expertise and just use an I statement and say, I found that with enough time, I didn't need the apology. Yeah. And you went further. I wrote it down because I oh, really- Well, you tell me then. <laughs> this was a quiz. No, the more we heal, the less we need the apology. And to me, I mean, it it's a journey. Going on a divorce, you get kicked into it. You you create it, you decide the need for it yourself and you go into the unknown and it is a clean slate and you get to write on it and you could write and say all those angry words and continue that or you could say, hey, it's also, I need to be healing and how to go about that. And um, it's, you get to choose, you get to choose, even though it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. So I am looking and making sure, making sure that I have noted, is there anything that you and I talked about that we haven't talked about here? Oh, well, you know, I can go on and on about this topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, I joke around that, you know, we, we talk about divorce as a quote unquote life transition. And quite frankly, for me, it was a, that's just a euphemism for dumpster fire. It was not pretty and <laughs> it, it got better. And I think that is the key takeaway for anyone in this process or anyone helping like if you're the if you're an ally to someone who is going through a divorce you don't have to tell them oh cheer up 
that's this is not all that helpful but what you can say is this sucks and it's going to get better and i think that is that's critical because when you're in the middle of it you don't see you it's very difficult to look look up and see the horizon and see that there's a sliver of sunrise coming and if you you know get through this it you will experience that joy and happiness and all the things um, again and i can attest to that absolutely and and to bring the heroine's journey in you know when you're at that part where you can't see and it feels so awful and you're like upside down and tossed and turned we call that being in the belly of the whale Mm -hmm. and what's the good way to see that if you can even remember it when you're in it is that every challenge every journey is there to kind of shake you up and help you move ahead in your growth and development to your kind of next i say next iteration of greatness as a heroine and oh my god the belly of the whale shakes you up like nothing else (laughs) but if you're just left alone and even you know just kind of comfortable you're not going to and and grow and for me it was I had not been a good communicator myself and how unhappy I was in my marriage Mm -hmm. and I pretty much was allowing myself to be the doormat and it was shaky you know I had to be shaken to speak up and stop it Susanna you know no more doormat for you so it can be a great great learning experience um but you're right it can look bad in the middle (laughs) yeah yeah and I think we we said that sort of dark void the blank you know the it's scary because we don't know we don't know what's coming and the fear of the unknown is the the fear part is what we can change we can't change the unknown right you're right. where you're at um, right but as you said the the way we react to it is what we do have some control over not mm-hmm. to minimize people's emotions that is absolutely valid to have all, all the feels and it, i don't know about when you were going through this but for me it would changed by the hour um you know from just despair to hope to like ridiculous like laughter and then all the way back down to despair and anger again and then it it took a long time to kind of get a little bit more um even keeled to go back to your nautical references with the whale (laughs) and again it it will be different for everybody so it it doesn't help to compare because it's all part of it so so maybe you have already said it, Sarah, but as we're getting ready to close, people are listening and and what what do you want them to most remember from this conversation? Mm. Yeah, I think that the, the key takeaway is that time will help. Wherever you're at, time will help and as you said, hanging on to the the knowledge that it will, your situation will get better. The other key takeaway that I hope goes into this is that if you are an ally to someone who is going through a divorce, 
Um, they need you. They may not know they need you or know how to ask you for help, um, but that your support and just listening, you don't have to have all the answers, but just listening is absolutely critical. Um, and if you've been through a divorce and sharing your own personal experiences in a way that says, well, this is what I went through, maybe not and maybe not taking that next step and saying, this is what you should do, <laughs> but allowing it to be one experience that um, informs their process can be so helpful in, as you say, normalizing this whole topic as we move forward. Right. And I would say to them, check out your playlist, <laughs> which is on your website, purplecouch.com and check out your course. And boy, you know what, Siri, I can see that, you know, other groups in other states doing the same, you could have parties everywhere. I would love that. <laughs> love that. Everybody getting purple couches. So Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't have to be purple. You can get any color couch you want. That's the that's the big takeaway. <laughs> I'm hearing the people. Yeah, I don't really like purple couches. <laughs> well, listen, Sarah, thank you so very much for coming on the show and sharing these this whole new way to think about a really difficult, thorny, complicated topic. And I'm sure it's going to give people even though they're not maybe they're not ready for the fresh start but they can start thinking about it and they can know it's possible because mm -hmm. of what you're teaching and sharing and facilitating yeah thank yeah. you and thanks for having me on this I really I really appreciate it and bringing this topic forward is the only way we're gonna normalize yeah. it yeah. And right. as you said, the the playlist is a great place to start. I will tell you, there is a lot of Lizzo on there, which is what literally got me through. So, um, and okay. feel free to suggest additions. It's okay. an ever-growing right. list. Suggest all kinds of additions to Sarah, and you know how to reach her now. Yes. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here as we meet these amazing real life heroines who share their stories about their journey. And I hope you will tune in for the next one. So until then, I will say, see you later. You've been listening to the podcast for real life heroines with Susanna Liller. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to connect with Susanna outside of the show, please do. You can email Susanna at SusannaLillard.com and visit the website at SusannaLillard.com. Let's get social. Instagram at Susanna Liller, Facebook, Susanna Liller, author, speaker, and coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the show for easy access to our next episode. And a like and review would be very helpful. Until next time, remember to follow your inner guidance to grow and evolve. Thank you.